Welcome to the Now Leading Podcast, hosted by the Northwest District LCMS. We bring a Lutheran point of view to conversations on the art of leading as a follower of Jesus, through valleys, over peaks, and on the waves, following his lead in the great Northwest. Hey folks, welcome to the Now Leading Podcast. This is Dust Kunkel, and um, I'm kind of looking forward to this coming year, 2023, the Now Leading Podcast has been really focused always on leadership on some level or another. In the last few years, we have a whole backlog of amazing interviews with uh, leaders of all kinds across the Northwest. This year and going forward, I'm looking to do something a little different. I'm really excited about just sitting down with a variety of leaders and having an open conversation with them about what servant leadership um, looks like. Leadership uh, through a Lutheran lens, leadership um, that's based in the Bible, that's based in looking at Jesus and letting Jesus lead the way. It's kind of a paradox, isn't it, when you think about it? Um, Because a leader is someone who takes a first step a lot of times. A leader is someone who we often perceive as uh, being the first in the line, that someone that we want to follow. A leader is um, someone who is setting the tone, you know, and, and so forth. All kinds of concepts about leadership, and yet we use that same that same word to describe what it means to serve in ministry. And and the reason that we're going to have these conversations is because I think we need to do two things. One, we need to reorient ourselves continually, myself included around looking at Jesus first and allowing him to influence what we think about leadership. And two, we need to look at how it's working for people on the ground across the West Coast and beyond and listen to them and listen to their stories and listen to their perspectives on what it means to serve as leaders wherever they are. So I'm excited about where we're going and I want to encourage you to continue to you know, have the notifications set for the Now Leading Podcast in your phone or on your computer or wherever it is you listen to this and um, look for amazing interviews with leaders going forward about how they perceive leadership and how they live it out and some of the key things they've learned about serving as leaders with their eyes on Jesus. This coming episode that you'll be listening to right now is uh, the first one, and I'm really excited about this. I sit down with Reverend Jonathan Priest, the new director for Mission Training Center, also called MTC, and we talk through what MTC is and what it delivers, and um, he tells us a story about someone who invited him into leadership and uh, and how it's influenced him. So I know you're going to um, get a lot out of this, and uh, I hope you enjoy it. Here you go. Hey folks, welcome to the Now Leading Podcast. This is Dust Kunkel and I'm sitting here with Reverend Jonathan Priest. And yes, his name is Priest. So it's like a, I don't know if you call that double entendre or what, Jonathan? Yeah, I, uh, I've, I've been called Pastor Priest at one point because my congregation was in a very Catholic neighborhood, Father Priest. But today, please just say Jonathan. It was work a lot better. Perfect. So Jonathan, uh, Jonathan, you're the new director for Mission Training Center. And um, for folks that uh, may not know this, and even for those of you who do, Mission Training Center is a partnership between the, the three West Coast districts, uh, the CNH, PSD, and the Northwest District, and also with Concordia Irvine. And uh, Mission Training Center basically um, 
it provides all kinds of training for folks across the LCMS. And um, I'm really excited to have you here with us, Jonathan. We're, we're going to dig today, we're going to dig mostly into um, where, where MTC has been and um, just talk a little bit about leadership and what MTC provides for the church. And then in coming episodes, we're going to dig into where it's going. So I'm just, thanks for being here. Yeah, you're welcome. I actually am going to enjoy this because uh, I know you're supposed to be interviewing me, but I, I don't actually know that much about the uh, MTC history. I, I certainly have participated with it, and I taught a copycat version of it and directed it on the East Coast. But we're going to flip the script, I guess, now. Ha, ha, ha. And yeah. I'm going to ask you to tell me, like, how did it, where did it come from? How did it get started? Uh, that would be really helpful. Perfect. So Mission Training Center goes back quite a ways. And uh, before it was called Mission Training Center in the Northwest District, we had a lay training program called Lay Assistant Program. And uh, that grew out of way back in, in Alaska, actually, um, back in the late 80s, early 90s. Um, they were raising up leaders in Alaska for isolated communities to start new churches or to support uh, churches way out in the middle of nowhere. And so we had a whole movement in the Northwest District raising up uh, leaders of all kinds. Um, That's uh, when you say isolated. I mean, you're not yeah. just talking like, you know, a couple, you know, 10, 20, 30 miles, 100 miles. You're talking how isolated would some of these places have been? We're talking Alaska. So we're talking places you can't drive to, you have to fly to, or you have to ride on a snow machine too in the winter um, across long distances, or the drive takes hours and hours between um, locations where Word and Sacrament is celebrated. Some places were preaching stations. Some places became churches as a result of these leaders who were raised up. We have congregations in Alaska today that are congregations because of the training of late leaders that we had back then. So that's kind of the beginning of that history, at least. And then it I'm doing a really quick, you know, thumbnail sketch. My dream is to have some interviews with some of these leaders in the future so we can unpack some of the history more. But that morphed into a, a program that was connected to Concordia Portland. Mm. And it went by the name LAP, as I already said. And then um, when I sort of stepped into my role as director of ministry leadership in the Northwest District about 10 years ago, um, I was asked to sort of bring MTC, which is on the East Coast, into kind of a merger with LAP. And, and that was because MTC was originally at Bronxville, Concordia, Bronxville. Yeah, and it I wondered. Doing this, I, it was doing the yeah. same thing out there. Yeah. And um, it kind of- Sort of how kinda, I got into it, yeah. Yeah, that's how you got into it because you were a pastor out there at the time, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and uh, David Bourne is the name that comes to yeah. mind. Yeah, so David Bourne is a great man of God. Uh, he's now with the Lord. Um, and at the time he was leading MTC on the East Coast. And David and I got to know one another and uh, a lot of the energy and the financial support and structure for MTC on the East Coast was starting to go away. And so uh, with David's, actually his leadership, MTC merged with LAP and we brought it over to the Northwest District to house it at, house it at Concordia, Portland. And um, so we we sort of took the, the acronym LAP, which um, sort of, if you're not in the know, it's hard to know what it means. And we went with Mission Training Center, which, you know what, that says what it is. It's a, mm -hmm. it's a center for training people on God's mission. That's literally mm -hmm. what we're trying to do. And, um, and, then it, and then it was housed at Concordia Portland and led uh, by uh, Dr. Paul Miller, who, uh, who kind of helped bring MTC to the point where we are right now. So um, Concordia Portland closed a few years ago. And the next step for us was to um, work with Concordia Irvine and the other two districts on kind of making sure that Mission Training Center stayed robust, had a place where it could live, 
and had a place where it could continue to support people out in the field. So I'd say, and you know, that's the, that's the quick flyover view of this, but I'd say uh, from the very beginning, all the way to now, there's a golden thread for me, as I look at the story and the golden thread in all of this is this idea that um, we can deliver training to people anywhere, pretty much anytime. And the training can be the kind of training that supports people in doing ministry right where they are. And, you know, and that's the whole purpose of Mission Training Center. And before that, the lay assistant you know, program as well. It also speaks to the fact that this is a persistent, ongoing, always recognized need. Yeah. It, it, to me, it's not just, uh, oh, well, let's have this program. It's going to be yeah. great. It's going to be fun. I mean, it is fun, actually. I'm enjoying doing it now. But the need is not something that the district is saying, well, you need us. It's these right. congregations uh, that have always said, we need this. Exactly. Uh, and and it, it's not just limited to Alaska, obviously. The, mm -hmm. the need is pervasive and persistent. And so even with all of those permutations, those changes in the journey that you just shared, the fact that the districts were like, this is not going to go away. So let's do the best we can to uphold this, make it more robust. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, you know, I'm, we're not supposed to talk too much about where we're going, but it's not yeah. even just the the three West Coast districts with Irvine. I mean, oh, yeah. on the East Coast, uh, I, I inherited uh, a person when I was a pastor in, in Seattle from the East Coast version, you know, and now mm -hmm. they're an S&P pastor. Mm -hmm. uh, the Southeast District is is trying to to figure this out with with our districts. Well, and you're so, just, if I could just interrupt a second, you're yeah. just, you're just, uh, the, what you just shared is a picture of how mission training center fits into the larger overall training process mm -hmm. for leaders across our, you know, across mm -hmm. the LCMS, because someone who might be in mission training center for a while goes on to serve in their congregation in a variety of ways. And a number of those people, we have historical data on this now for years, for decades, actually, of people, who, some of those people then also go on to other leadership. And, mm -hmm. and, and that includes becoming an ordained pastor through the SMP program or through the residential programs or through the CMC program at Irvine. But um, MTC really is sort of this on-wrapper, a really quick way to dip your toe in the water on leadership and serve right where you are. But it's also connected to all these other training opportunities across the LCMS. Sure. But I don't want to get into that too much because... No one, you know, some people may know you, but uh, probably not the way I know you, Jonathan. I love <laughs> working with you and I love your story. So if you don't mind, just fill us in a little bit on your leadership story that got you to this point as the director of Mission Training Center, the new director of Mission Training Center. Well, it, it probably goes back to my my home congregation in Michigan, of all places. I grew mm. up in the Midwest and my dad read Luther's large catechism and decided mm. that our family should be in a church that talked about the gospel in the way that Luther did. Mm. And so we ended up in a Lutheran church. I went to a Lutheran school, but I was just every other kid, you know, going to school and wanted to be an astronaut, maybe fly a jet or a helicopter. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> uh, you know, when you have Legos and transformer toys to play oh my with, gosh. Yeah. steers in that direction. <laughs> but in my church we had a pastor and if i don't want to name drop and i don't want to call him out but he he was amazingly good at being a pastor like you usually hear in these stories mm -hmm. and one of the things that happened was he wasn't particularly more charismatic or less charismatic he he wasn't cool he didn't have that currency mm -hmm. but somehow he would just ask young people to get involved and help out mm. and out of our congregation he created a Really, the, the the oil was already flowing. He just tapped into the pipeline. I'm going to play with that Alaska imagery for a yeah, while. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. But 
Our congregation produced at least four or five pastors out of my generation, several DCEs wow. and a whole host of teachers. And it wasn't an exceptionally large congregation. He just had a way of encouraging people to participate. He saw their gifts and he said, uh, you're valued and I'd like you to mm. become more involved. And that's pretty much what happened. And I mean, I don't want to name drop him. I don't want to name drop all of those pastors because they might be listening to this podcast. And I don't want to call anybody <laughs> out. But it was pretty amazing. And we we also had a high school, or not high school, sorry, we had a grade school principal who just was the same type of person. Hmm. Um, so it was just getting involved, participating in vacation Bible school, uh, coming back uh, during seminary and being asked to help out. Uh, always felt like your gifts were, were part of the mix of the congregation's mission and ministry to hmm. the local area. That's just sort of a tenor or a way of... of of, yeah. uh, that he carried himself. And that's been sort of the reason that this has been so important to me, which was that that idea of just looking around, seeing whom God has provided in your congregation and and, and, and sort of welcoming them into that mission of the congregation by using those gifts. And I'm, I'm really not trying to use buzzwords or anything. Yeah, I don't yeah. have any better language to share that, that feeling. You're, you're describing though a culture. That, a culture, there it is. That yeah. you, a lot of times... Um, we it's hard to describe when you walk into it because you just it feels different but mm -hmm. people notice you people um there are a number of different people who are doing things and yeah and um, it was a culture yeah. it wasn't like okay here's your gifts and talents worksheet please fill this out right? and we'll bring yeah. the committee yeah. and vote you in into these three board positions <laughs> you know it was like hey yeah. uh you know we've known you and you've grown up here and yeah. we'd like to ask you uh have you thought about this would you like to get it. involved it and was that, personal. It was personal. Yeah, personal. Yeah. And that's, that's been my mentality as, mm -hmm. you know, as, as you sort of seen, you catch things, you, you carry them on. That's been my mentality in my congregation in Brooklyn and mm -hmm. Seattle. And it's been super rewarding mm -hmm. uh, also because now I, I realize that I get to sometimes be led by congregation members. And I don't yeah. mean that in the doctrinal sacramental sense. I mean that in wow, I don't have these gifts and a congregation member can train me and help me be a better pastor in these kinds of gifts. Literally being open to a moment when someone invites you into leadership. Yeah, and yeah. into leadership. So I'll, I'll give you a great example of this, mm. if you don't mind. This is, I this do. is, this yeah. is the example of leadership. And this is really what I think MTC can become. And I know we're supposed to talk about history, but I, I can't help but think forward. I, <laughs> I'm not going to stop you. <laughs> I was struggling. <laughs> Thank you, man. Uh, I was struggling with like many Lutheran churches, you end up having lots of space. And if it's not a liability, it becomes an asset. So you look for partnering organizations to help you use that space to do good things, to do good works in the neighborhood. As a pastor, sometimes you come into a congregation and you inherit these relationships. And yeah. sometimes these relationships have not been tended with other organizations. They haven't been nurtured. They can become quite antagonistic. The congregation doesn't know why this group is using this space. The group sees you as a landlord uh, and maybe not as a partnership. And, and that's just, you know, as a pastor, you're like, I want to preach, man. I want to I want to go out there and share the gospel. I don't want to have to sit in a room with people who are angry about things being left on the floor because it's dirty and who's going to fix that leak. And it just really frustrates you as a pastor mm -hmm. that you're constantly being stuck in these situations. You want people to hear the good news, but you've got all right. these details that you have to deal yeah. with too. Yeah. Right. And yeah. I was floundering because mm. here I'm getting, you know, frustration and resentment building up between our congregation members and between the group that's using our space. And mm. this has happened before, but I just 
didn't know how to handle that as a pastor. I felt like, well, it's, you're the pastor. You need to be taking charge of this. And I fell into what we might call the typical sort of combative negotiation strategy, which is never helpful, but I didn't know anything else. (laughs) Okay. Well, this is where we're at and this is what you need to do and Mm -hmm. all that. And, And finally, I was just almost just paralyzed by anxiety through these kinds of meetings I was having. And I went and talked to my congregational president. Mm. Can I uh, hang on just a second? So before we get into that, you're Mm -hmm. paralyzed because you're, I'm trying to understand your mental map for what you should be doing was not, it wasn't fitting the situation or. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know how to go at this. Um, I didn't know how to diffuse the tension in these relationships. Yeah. Okay. I don't have that kind of training. Okay. Uh, this is but basic you, negotiation. Yeah, you know? right. I did not have that training. Okay. Um, I understand how God negotiates with us, mm. <laughs> which is you're a sinner, but I forgive you. Mm-hmm. I didn't know how to translate to to what I was dealing with with these organizations. Yeah. And I talked to my congregational leader. He says, "You know what? I'm sorry that I haven't, uh, you know, had your ear more on this stuff. And I think I could be helpful here." Mm. And he sits down with me at the next meeting and he starts off by saying, hey, this is my name. Uh, and before we get into any of this stuff with this uh, agreement that we have, this license agreement, I just want to tell you about my family. I just want to talk uh, about who I am and where I'm coming from. And, and he says, I know we're going to get to that. And he says, tell me about you uh, and talking with the people across the table from us. And and then he said, yeah, I just honestly, I just want to know what it is that you need from us. Hmm. And he just, they, they start talking and he says, yeah, I know there's a lot of upset, but I just want to know what you need from us. And then he says, okay, that's really helpful. Uh, I can't tell you completely whether we can give that or not right now, but I can tell you sort of what we might need from you. Wow. And it reframed everything. Yeah. Okay. And, mm-hmm. and this is a guy who'll be like, yeah, I went to a Lutheran grade school and in Wisconsin, I didn't get a great education, but I was so glad that I went to a Lutheran church and I had the basics of the faith. But where I really learned how to negotiate was from Harvard Business School. <laughs> <laughs> and he totally diffused that situation. And he taught me about how to really sit down at the table, be mm-hmm. open transparent. It diffused all of my anxiety. It reset the entire relationship with these organizations to one of partnership because we were able to say, this is what we need. This is what you need. Can we offer that? Yes, we can. No, we can't. It's okay to walk away from this. It's okay. I'm hearing you describe, I'm hearing you describe one of the components of good leadership is the ability to, well, I heard all kinds of stuff, but I heard be calm in a moment to not mm-hmm. get captured by uh, the tension or the high emotions, um, to ask simple questions that reframe a discussion. Oh yeah, positively. You know, he, yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, he he was like, just remember, mm-hmm. Pastor, when people get emotional, they get irrational. You know, he was pulling yeah. out. Here's my point. This wasn't some innate like you know, oh, the Holy Spirit came down on him kind of a thing. This was skills that yeah. he's used in his daily life uh and in his own career uh mm. as 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 running businesses skills that he learned from Harvard that he's tooled over 25 30 years of being mm. in this position in other words his vocation yeah his gifts and and that again to me is one of the great joys of being a pastor in a congregation mm-hmm. you actually have a bench yeah. And you have a bench with people who have training. Now, maybe you have a weak bench. Maybe it's it's not completely filled. There are positions that are, there's huge gaps in your bench. doesn't mm-hmm. mean you have no bench. 
And as a pastor, when you try to play all those positions, you just create a tremendous amount of anxiety in you. And sometimes as a pastor, you need that bench to actually teach you their position so you can play together. Right. Oh, that's um, so good. Or just teach you how this game is played anyway. Right. Sometimes and, understanding. And I yeah. Yeah. And I know that not every congregation has that guy that had mm. what I had, but that guy could be somebody who every congregation could learn from. Mm -hmm. And so we're getting into the MTC. Well, I'm hearing you describe a couple a couple of things, right, Jonathan? Mm -hmm. One is um, that uh, this whole thing, to some extent, required you, because you described it, you said, I went to him or I, I turned to him. It required mm -hmm. you reaching a moment where you were willing to say, I don't have this all together and I'm willing to listen to someone in, you know, in my congregation who might have something to teach me. Mm -hmm. So it's, it kind of did come, it started with you on some level, part of it, at least, but mm -hmm. it also came from him. He was willing to play his role um, and to step up and to be part when you invited him to. Um, I'm hearing, I, I heard you describe the bench in such a powerful way in your role and the role of other people in a congregation working together. I just want to say before we move on that that's one of the reasons why you are the director for MTC now. We're really yeah. thankful that you have that perspective because I think you're describing what this delivery system is supposed to do. It's mission training centers, really a delivery system that allows us to support people in congregations and doing what you, this picture you just painted for us working together. Yeah. yeah. We, we wanted to do good works as a congregation. We knew yeah. what the heart of the gospel was, which was we're coming every Sunday to receive the word, sins forgiven, the, mm -hmm. the sacrament. And now we want to go out and do good works, which sort of reflect what God has done for us mm -hmm. as a congregation, organized. So we wanted to have these not landlord-tenant relationships, but partnerships with these mm -hmm. agencies that could help us dial in in ways that we couldn't do ourselves, even though yeah. we were also doing our own things, quote unquote, these were mm -hmm. ways that we could really enhance our congregation's mission and bless our neighborhood to be a transformative influence mm -hmm. in our neighborhood. But I didn't have the skill set yeah. to reframe those dysfunctional partnerships apart from mm -hmm. the skills that my congregational president had. And there are other people on the team, but I'm just sort of leaning heavy on that right now. Sure. Yeah. And, and that is that's how I think it's just supposed to work. I, I'm, I'm, I don't know what else to say. I, I, I don't want to quote Bible passages, but I obviously he's given <laughs> us many gifts, right, for the building up of God's church. And oh, it's you just quoted God. a Bible passage. <laughs> you know, and, 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 and here's the other thing. This isn't just sort of good business skills. We, mm -hmm. we totally understood what we were doing from a biblical missional mindset. Yes. You know, it's not just, oh, let's run a good business. Everybody's happy. We're all in partnerships. We've met our quota for the month, whatever. No, right. none of that stuff. Mm -hmm. We're a church. And he, and this is my point, for all of that great business life, he didn't want to do business in the church. He wanted to take the gifts and the skills that he had, that he had honed in that life to further the church's mission yeah. in the yeah. in the in the way that it could. And, and so it, it's not just teaching sort of, vocational skills or first article gift, you know, training skill sets. It's, yeah. it's attaching those in such a way that the leaders in your congregation can, can lead with practical con content in a biblical way, in yeah. a, in a, you know, a biblical framework. And mm. I, I could say Lutheran, but I really, you know, for me, biblical really does equate mm -hmm. with Lutheran when you get down to the nitty gritty of it. You get me. I'm so excited having this conversation with you. As you, as we were getting into this little story you're sharing, mm -hmm. I was picture. I had a picture in my head of you in a conversation with this leader, and 
the transformation that went on like under the surface in your own relationship with him. And then in sort of the expanding circles of relationships through your congregation and out into your oh, neighborhood, yeah, so, right? Yeah. Just all we, of that. Without getting into all of the details, uh, I don't want to out my congregation too much, but <laughs> uh, it wasn't just our congregation. We, we applied this also to our campus ministry setting mm -hmm. uh, because that also had a whole bunch of other partnerships with other agencies that were doing ministry. So mm -hmm. this mindset really, it solidified the roles that each of us played, it clarified it, and it made it possible for us to build up the kingdom of God, uh, both distinctly and separately, but also in partnership. Mm, wonderful. And, and that's a that's a whole good way of looking at your bench of leaders individually in your congregation yeah. as well, right? Exactly. Well, this is this has been a great conversation, and um, we're going to have more, Jonathan, to be honest. Uh, I've got uh, a plan with you that in, in the months and years to come, we're going to keep circling back to Mission Training Center, and we're going to dig in a little bit more to what Mission Training Center has to offer going forward. Um, sure. I don't want to put you too much on the spot because you've just been doing this for about a month now. I'm, just, <laughs> I'm really thankful that you're uh, the new director for Mission Training Center. And um, let's maybe close our time here with just kind of a quick summary of what MTC does provide to the church. And, you know, I use language thing, language like, um, you know, for people, for leaders in the in our congregations or in other ministries, it's an opportunity to dip their toe in the water in a new way mm -hmm. um, very quickly because it's it's online and and um, uh, it's easy to access, really. But I'll, you know, hand it over to you and let you say a little bit more about that as well. Sure. I'm, I'm going to use a couple metaphors and yeah. analogies first. Uh, yeah. and, and it's really important to me to use these because we've we've talked about it already. Uh, if, if you want to know what I think we're doing mm -hmm. uh, and what I want us to do, and this comes out of even meeting with the three district presidents, Concordia, yeah. Irvine's president, as well as their director for mission, their vice mm -hmm. president for mission, we want to build the bench in your congregation. Whether that means the people that are already sitting on your bench mm -hmm. in your congregation, coming to us for more content or making people feel confident to get onto that bench, that's what we want to do. We do that by providing practical content within a biblical framework through online education. Awesome. So you've got a pipeline. Yeah. You've got those people. We know you do. You may not have all of them, or you've got somebody that would like to be on there. We make that possible for you. I love that's, it. that's the analogy that I would use. Your, your pastor is your quarterback, but there's no way they can get down the field without a bunch of wide receivers, defensive linemen, a coach, all that other stuff. So we want to make sure that your pastor can play their position Mm -hmm. and not have to run around the field playing everybody else's position. And we want you to identify, hopefully, the opportunities that those people can have. And you're, I, I love that the metaphor really works for me too, because um, what I hear you describing is a plan for to support sustaining ministry and not mm -hmm. just a, kind of a shot in the, you know, a flash in the pan. Mm -hmm. You know, when you, when we develop leaders at different levels and different layers in our congregations and other ministries, we have the opportunity to sustain over a long period of time yeah. as, instead we, of we, just a one, you know, one shot. Yeah. And, and so on the one hand, you could come in and say, look, we don't need all of the classes or the content that you mm -hmm. provide. We'd like our people to take X, Y, and Z. Or you could have somebody that really is sort of like, okay, I'm the congregational president and I've had yeah. all these classes so I can understand the ins and outs. And, and mm -hmm. uh, you know, as we go through the call process, looking for a pastor, when we don't have a pastor, uh, I can really kind of keep us in the right place because I've got all this experience and this training, uh, this content that I've taken. So we can do the whole slew of classes. We can 
provide yeah. a supple specialized classes. And I encourage everybody to go online and look at what we have now. And without talking too much about what's coming down the pike, we are very much listening right now yeah. to the needs of our congregations, their leaders, as we design and build new content going That's forward. That's super cool. That's great. And we're talking about content and um, delivery for, for men and women. Yes. Leaders across, really clear across about all that. our ministries. Yep. Yeah. 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 I, I mean, we, we, we've got SMP, we've got the seminaries. We're, we're not looking to do pastors right now. I mean, mm -hmm. that's, that's not us. Uh, we're, we're looking to build your congregations bench, the people, the men and women in your congregation. You know, yeah. we've got these wonderful opportunities to do pastors right now. We're looking at all of the other people. The other picture that's worked for me when I talk to folks about mission training center is this, the idea of like your local community college, because mm -hmm. it because it's so easy to if you want to pick up something or learn something and you've ne maybe never done it before or just have an interest you can you can just you know pop you, and they provide online stuff in person stuff sometimes too but it's they make it easy to sort of dip your toe in the water yes. and it's that level of instruction as well so it's great instruction mm -hmm. but it's an opportunity to dip your toe in the water pretty quickly and get rolling and and so I talk about you know uh, mission training center being that kind of a you know, because it helps us to have that ment some mental maps when we think about things. So if it works for you folks out there, community college level or getting off the bench or um, fill in the blank, you got any other uh, mental? Oh, no, actually, us, Jonathan? I, when you started talking about instruction, one of the things that's really gotten me excited about our last meeting with the with Irvine in particular is working with them to really go out there and recruit uh, instructors. Yeah. I, I'm not kidding you working with them to really recruit instructors. And I think mm -hmm. that you'll be surprised as we continue down the road, we've got a lot of great instructors now, mm -hmm. but we're also looking for instructors to, to really zero in and dial in on some of this content for congregations. Very cool. They don't have to be pastors. That's my point. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, they have to be very much aware and understand, uh, the Lutheran framework within which we exist but these are Lutheran lay people who can teach some of this stuff. Uh, I mean, as a pastor, once again, don't ask me to do finance. Okay. I don't right? touch yeah. the money. I always tell every church, I don't touch the money. Okay. Uh, but uh, boy, we've got some amazing people, not just at the mm -hmm. district level, but in congregations who are running, mm -hmm. you know, multi-million dollar businesses or people yeah. who know how to run a mom and pop business and phenomenal leaders. Imagine their yeah. ability uh, to have a, you know, as I was telling you, Dust, last thing I'm going to say. Imagine looking down the road in five years and our our leaders from our congregation have really become part of the instructors for our congregations mm -hmm. in a way where they're in partnership with Irvine, with the district presidents, everybody knows everybody. And we've got this beautiful team of people mm -hmm. that can really raise up future leaders in their congregations using this amazing online platform and this great content. Well, folks, there you just heard it. That's the vision. And you said it so clearly, Jonathan. And I appreciate the time that Thanks. you've given today for this. And I'm excited to come back around to you more than once as we keep talking about leadership. Um, that that's uh, an initiative that we have in our own district in the Northwest District, but in a broader way, continuing to think through and support what it means to grow servant leaders everywhere. Right, people mm -hmm. who are focused on Jesus and living out um, the gifts that God has given them in their local faith communities. That's powerful stuff. Um, how about this uh, before we go? Um, as you're looking forward to um, Mission Training Center and what it delivers, anything else that really pops for you that excites you uh, about where Mission Training Center is going? 
I am excited, and this is more personal, uh, to get to know each of our students. I've been interviewing a lot of our previous students. Why did you invest in MTC? And mm. it's really fun yeah. uh, to see how the Lord has called people by the gospel, enlightened them with his gifts, and now they are serving the Lord as members of congregations. Uh, they're, they're, it's just really amazing to see men and women uh, finding confidence and encouragement to work in just in to complement the the word and sacrament ministries in their congregations. It's so cool. It's it's I'm excited to learn the stories of people and to see where how God is shaping. I you know as a pastor you get to know your own church, but mm-hmm. it's really hard to see what else is what's going on on the other side, you know, yeah. of your church walls. And now I get a chance to see how God is using people across this country. Yeah. And even uh, some folks coming from overseas to these classes, yeah. uh, it's pretty amazing. Well, that's the cool thing is this is a delivery system that folks could potentially access from anywhere. Right? Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's been, it's you know, when you talk about Alaska, I mean, it's it's been really great. I've been hanging out with the Alaska Winkle, which is like the little circuit of pastors and, and yeah. lay people that come to that as well. And it's just really amazing to hear what what they get to do and how they get to do it. That's awesome. Well, Jonathan, thanks for your time. And folks, again, we just want to uh, put this before you. Have a look at missiontrainingcenter.com if you haven't before. And please look for the future for some really cool uh, new developments coming out of Mission Training Center. As you can tell, we're excited about it, but we're mostly excited about it for the sake of the church and for raising up leaders locally everywhere. So until next time, we'll see you around the next bend of the river. You just listened to the Now Leading Podcast hosted by the Northwest District LCMS. Leadership conversations from a Lutheran point of view for Christian leaders of all kinds. Take a moment after this podcast and with everything you've just heard in mind, consider at least one action you will take. Then go and make it happen.